This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. It is a uh, it's a good question on the text page. Now that there's only eight teams, are we going to get a power ranking of the power rankings? It seems like all the outlets oh. that we go to for power rankings kind of shut them down. Why? After the divisional round. Because there's only eight teams left. Uh, I will say this. Lazy. I will say this, there is, uh, and we're going to get to the C.J. Stroud opponents that are lauding C.J. Stroud in just a moment here. I was looking at an article in The Athletic yesterday that's done all the simulations for the yeah. rest of the playoffs and whatnot, and you know, they run 80 jillion simulations, and this is how many times each of the teams won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Texans are the lowest percentage of the eight teams still remaining in the playoffs. To win the Super Bowl. To win the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl 3.3% of the time. 3.3%. Disrespect. Disrespect from the computers. I wonder. Um, so they, I, the biggest obstacle there would be that they have to go through the uh, the Forty Niners, um, as do like the Bucks. The Bucks would have to go. Or excuse me, I mean the Texans would have to go through the Ravens. Yep. Um, as uh, are the Bucks the next lowest? Bucks are next lowest. Bucks are next four point two percent. Yeah. So <laughs> they would have to go through the Forty Niners. Green Bay after that four and a half percent. Green Bay's got to go through the Forty Niners this weekend. Yep. Huh. Maybe the Bucks. I feel like the Bucks should be lower than the Texans the, for sure, but uh, yeah. Well, the Niners, the Niners are thirty three point six percent. The Niners win the Super Bowl a third of the time they run these simulations. That's a massive. How often do the Ravens win? Twenty two point six percent of the time. It's probably factoring the Texans in there. I will yeah. say this: if the, I mean, if the Texans, if the Texans make it, like if, if they, if, if they, if the three point three percent hits, yeah, you're going through Baltimore in January. You're going through one of Kansas City or Buffalo in January, and then in all likelihood. Facing the 49ers, that that's like a Rockets 1995 title run where they had to play all the good teams. Uh, you know what it reminds me of a little bit? Uh, good teams are not just the actual, like the 2017 Astros who went through kind of like they went, they, they Red went. Sox. Yeah, the Red Sox and the Yankees, like the, the, the Blue Bloods and there. the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the three biggest Blue Bloods. Yeah. It's true. Like the, some big name franchises. So the, the Texans, I mean, the NFL, it's a little bit different, obviously. But as far as like of, of late, the teams that have been the darlings or the the forces and the ones that are expected to be powerful. Dude. You'd be going through some of those big names and big quarterbacks and everything else. You'd be Baltimore, Kansas City, and San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, that's earning it right there. I'm so proud of us for having done that. 
I'm so proud I'm that we almost, get to talk about this. I'm, I'm just proud that in my mind they've already done it. I'm proud that 3.3% of the time a computer says they can do That's it. That's true. That's good respect from the computer. Not bad. It's more respect than Stephen A. Smith affords them. True. Tell you that much. Good, Stephen A. Good You're call, so Seth. smart. Where's your 3.3%, yeah, Stephen A.? Loser. All right, let's um let's get to speaking of losers, the Indianapolis Colts. They lost to the Texans in week 18 in a must-have it game. So, so real quick though. Yeah, yeah. And then the Dodgers in 2017, as right. much as they whine about that World Series, they had to make it through the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. Oh yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Stop it already. Wow. Stop. I'm embarrassed we had to go to 7 games with you clowns, oh. all right? Um the Colts. Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed Two linebackers for the Colts. They have a podcast, and C.J. Stroud came up as a topic on their podcast. It's a Zaire. It's in the trenches with Zaire Franklin. Okay, so it's I think his EJ podcast. Speed's just a guest on this one. Okay, yeah, so it's Zaire Franklin's podcast. I, I choose to believe he's like the AJ Hawk of Zaire Franklin's podcast. EJ Speed is. Yeah, yeah. EJ just like sits there and kind of reacts to things. No, probably. he actually gives some good stuff here. He, he, yeah. we'll, we'll get to EJ in a minute, but here's Zaire Franklin describing what it's like to go against C.J. Stroud, and in particular brings up. All the long down and distance situations that CJ was able to overcome in that game, including the legendary second and 14 throw to Nico Collins. Got to be honest, I got to get that respect to CJ, man. Mm. Uh, bro, hell of a young player, bro. Young player, hell of a player, period. Mm. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely a playmaker in that John, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you, bro. That second and 14 that he threw, bro. When he rolled out, bro, I ain't gonna hold you. So look, like, first of all, was mad annoying. Ain't nothing worse in the defense than when you get them off schedule. Like you get them first and twenty, second and twenty, third and sixteen, and them get it. Oh my god, what? It hurt. That hurt. Yeah, that that hurt. bro. So like, yeah. when you back on the ball, oh my god, you mad as on that first down. Like, what the, that's when you get the what the happened on they side of the fifty. You yeah, bro. Look, we covering man to man. I swear to God, I'm, I'm on. I'm on uh, Singletary. Covering man, I see the pocket collapsing. Singletary start, you know, trying to break free. Scramble drill. I plaster eyes on it. Woo woo. He break. All right, whatever. Then I see the ball go. I think it's going out of bounds. I'm just watching that. Bitch. Then I see Nico just running for that. Bitch. I'm nah, ain't no way. He ain't doing. He caught that. Bitch. I'm like Singletary just look at me like that's CJ. Yeah. And that just let me know, like, damn, he be doing shit like that all the time. Every week it feels like there's a throw we come in on Monday with CJ. Like, yeah. holy smoke. Like, even the games where they've lost, like, wow. I like that, I like that Singletary, uh, you know, can flex a little bit there about his quarterback, but then also is just, uh, like, I don't want to say unimpressed by it, but it sounds like he's he's not surprised by it. He's unsurprised. That's a good way to that, it. Which is nice because then that's where you get to that point where you know, CJ yesterday was asked about trust and building trust. Like, yeah, I think there's a trust level there now. Like on the scramble drill, man, man, oh, watch the Eagles, watch the Eagles okay. in their scramble drill. I what was happening? No, I just had a bad memory, like of like, the Eagles Seth game. Okay? No, I, okay, I was, no, I was, I gotta go to the bathroom. You sound like you're in pain. I feel like I need to go to the bathroom because I was thinking about the the Eagles game, where you watch when he was getting blitzed, or when it turns into a scramble drill. Oh my God, Sean! Those Eagles receivers are just standing. They're there. standing there, dude. Uh, it's crazy. It was so bad. It was so. You have to fire Sirianni. I like. I don't. It was unbelievable. It was just crazy. Like he's got no. And even before the scramble drill, like they're running like four curls on there. Like the, he's got no options. He's got no place to go with the ball. 
And it was bad. Um, and like the the polar opposite is CJ Stroud on these scramble drills. These guys all know that if they fight their ass off to get open, a spot. there's a chance. Yeah, get to a spot. Yep. You don't even have to get open. Just know where CJ might throw it before you start to get open. You know the ball's going to be there. And get to that spot. Yeah. Yep. That's one thing that Aaron Rodgers was real. I mean, that's one of the reasons Aaron Rodgers always preferred having older receivers. You know, like, not as old as they are now, but is that their scramble drill was brilliant in Green Bay. And a lot of that was that kind of uh, that ESP that he would have with his receivers on them knowing exactly where he wanted to throw the ball. I was watching uh, YouTube, not YouTube, Twitter videos from that guy. Remember the guy we played last week, the Philly guy? Yeah. Who was breaking down all of Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson's play calls. I went to his feed to see if there's anything worth using. And he had some funny videos, nothing that translated great for this show, but... He did a video about the safety that Jalen Hurts took, yeah. which was a big blow because it was 16-9 to 9 at the time in a game that had kind of settled down. It was right. Yeah, they actually looked. I'd forgotten the game flow there. The The Eagles, they had a nice stop defensively. Yeah. Jalen Hurts was like yelling on the sideline. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that made it a two-score game in yeah. a game that had kind of settled in to be more of a defensive game in the yeah. second half. Made it 18-9. to 9. I didn't realize that that – I don't know what the down was or the distance was. They were on their own 12-yard line. Right, it wasn't the even like they were sc- backed, they backed up, in up the, on right, the two. Right, they were on yeah. their own 12, and Jalen Hurts yeah. is just backing up into the end zone. Yeah. That's inexcusable, man. Yeah. I mean, they're yelling at each other. Dallas Goddard's yelling at Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts has one of those personalities that when the chips are down, I've said this before, I think I would yell at Jalen Hurts because he just looks he looks downtrodden all the time. Mm-hmm. Even like, when things are good. Even when things are good, he looks it's, downtrodden. It's stoic when things are going <laughs> yes, well, but when it's reverse down, confirmation. He's got yes. like a weird Eli Manning thing going yeah. just without the dopiness. Yeah, So yeah. like he's like, uh, but that Which same. I kind of like the dopiness. Uh, his know? face fits whichever situation you want to, like you, you project exactly. onto him. Yeah, exactly. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Here's one more from Zaire Franklin's podcast. The other voice you're going to hear here is EJ Speed. They're saying C.J. Stroud does not do rookie bleep. The crazy part about playing a quarterback like C.J. and and another quarterback is like that is Matt Stafford. He For won't sure. even be looking at the read, and then you know he got about one more look before it get ugly for him. And then he look at your guy, and you didn't pass him like, uh, got your ass. And then this motherfucker look somewhere else and throw the ball for a completion. You like that. Nah. <laughs> That's what I like about CJ the That's most. That's your third read. You know how degrading that is for a quarterback to hit his third read. He don't. CJ don't play the rookie games, bro. I peeped that the first time we played him. Yeah. Though, like he don't do rookie. Shit. Like he play. Like he he already lying to you with his eyes. He already lying to you with his drop. He already lying to you with his, his shoulder, shoulder movements and and little shit like that. That's some shit that you ain't supposed to really have to like year six seven, buddy. Okay. Whoever your trainer is, slow down, gang. Doing too much. <laughs> I'm gonna start listening to this. <laughs> I like that. I like your <laughs> So his new trainer would be, uh, yeah, he's telling Bobby Slowick to slow down. That's why people. I feel like that little snippet there, the very end of that, that's the best indication of when people ask why do teams want Bobby Slowick. It's because CJ is doing a lot of stuff that, um, like, like as Bobby Slowick would say, you give the credit to CJ Stroud for it, but it is, it's been managed really well in that. 
early on even, CJ was doing a good job looking guys off. But where, you know, Bobby Sloak had kind of made reference to how sometimes you got to pull back on that stuff a little bit. So I think I think CJ wants to do like CJ is aware of and wants to do all those things that really good quarterbacks do. There is no part of CJ that I, I think needs to have it explained to him like, well, no, you need to sometimes sometimes you need to be more careful and take what's easier or whatever. Like, I think he understands all that philosophically. It's just getting the reps and getting that that guidance from Bobby Slowick and Bobby has done a real like imagine if you will like a swing coach in the in, in the PGA like the greatest golfers on earth need a swing coach they need a yeah. guy yeah. that kind of is an unbiased objective eye that can see things from a different perspective and help you get there and I think CJ is always going to be like that in a lot of ways like he's yes he has all that he has all that ability and intelligence and everything else, but you're always going to need a good swing coach. And that's where I get nervous with Bobby Slowick leaving is, okay, it's never a slam dunk guaranteed that the next swing coach is going to be the guy. Yeah, that's right. Tiger goes through them like like Perkins waitresses, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, I, am, uh, I hear cuts like that, Seth. I hear these two guys from a division foe just gushing over C.J. Stroud. And my first reaction is I can't wait for free agency. I cannot wait to see who wants to come here and play on the same team with C.J. Stroud, especially the further these guys go in the postseason this year. A lot of receivers, a lot of, um, lot of. Well, the tricky one is running back because uh, the free agent running back. That's a whole other discussion. Yeah, I'm just thinking but winning. You know what and, I mean? Like just pure winning. Yeah, you know? receivers. Uh, yeah, but I think if we're talking about C.J. specifically, yeah. Because um, I don't know, like the defensive guys. I, I I always I, I never want to get too wrapped up in like oh yeah a place being a destination because of a quarterback because the vast majority of guys make decisions the really good free agents they go where there's a huge payday oh of course yeah, I like yeah, it. yeah I'm not saying the the, the, the world changes I, I think honestly where it helps the most is in some of the stuff that Nick's been good at this year which is getting the guys on one and two year prove it deals yeah. Those are the guys that can be invaluable because that all adds up, you know. Like if you're going to put it in baseball terms, like all right, this guy might, this guy's worth a, a, a half win here. This guy's worth a third of a win here. Those guys that the brick and mortar blue collar guys, they're the ones that look at the Texans and CJ Stroud and think, oh, okay, I'm going to look good in that situation. Yeah, like Dalton Schultz did this year. Yeah, I mean exactly. CJ wasn't here yet when he signed. And Dalton but... did it before CJ was yeah. yeah was even drafted. He did it based on the system and his interviews faith. with those guys more than anything. Yep. Yep. Um, I think honestly, if we're talking about defensive guys, that's probably D'Amico's department there. Yeah, you, go, you know what? Especially guys that are defensive linemen or linebackers. Like, yeah, I want to go play for D'Amico Ryan's. You know, I, it's I hate, the best out of those guys. I hate looking at the free agent list this time of year because they all. Like the vast majority of the guys at the top are going to get franchise tagged or get new deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you nice, got to drop to like fifteenth on the list before you get to an available guy. The the really interesting thing is, okay, if I were to call up. Some of the edge rushers, though, like who of these would you prefer? Who of these would you prefer at a huge mega contract compared to, like, let's say if they could re-sign John Grenard on like um, fifteen million a you year? Know, or something. People have brought up Trey Hendrickson mm. for the Bengals. Trey Hendrickson had kind of a similar trajectory where he was a good player in his first few years. Really took off his free agency year. He ended up getting like a like a reasonable. It was less than a hundred million dollars. It was like a three or four year deal. He's with the been Bengals. really good for them, and he's been really good. Yeah. And Hendrickson was the same guy. He was always a good player. It wasn't like he was one of these guys who was lazy and then all of a sudden got good in his free agency year, like an Saints, Albert Hainsworth. Right? Saints and then yeah, he went and to and the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. So like that's how I look at John Grenard. Like okay. he's always been good and solid, and he's worked hard. It's just this year it really clicked for yeah, him. Give me the names: Josh Allen. 
from the Jaguars? Uh, Would you rather give him like 150 million or or? Oh, wow, the boy. Um, I don't know. If that's you you hurt you hurt a def- you hurt a division foe by taking him too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like Josh Allen, and he and Josh Allen seems to be getting better every year. He does. Yeah. I don't know anything about, but and I, like, I don't think I, you, like I don't I know have. that you, I don't know that you'd have to pay like Nick Bosa money to Josh That's Allen. That's true. Either. I don't think it with any of these guys actually. Yeah. Need yeah. That yeah. Much. Give me give me a couple more names. Brian though. Burns. Brian Brian Burns. I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. A lot of interior defensive line. The though. interior. There's nice. a good. It's a good free agency. I think class it might end up being. It might end up being a D tackle type of year. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Jones didn't actually sign a long term deal, did he? Did I not. He's a free agent. Did he? Did he sign? A, was it an agreement where they won't make him a franchise? I believe so. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Oh wow. That's a mega contract. That would. That's it's a thirty-five mega, million a year. It's a mega contract, but then all of a sudden you'd have a three tackle rotation there too. That would be pretty damn fierce. Chris Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, you've got Chris Jones, but then also with Rankins and Collins yeah. too. Like, I like those well, guys. You got to bring Rankins Is back. Rankins now. on a one-year he's deal. On a one-year okay. deal. Yeah, yeah. He's on a one-year deal. Those are the premier edge rushers. It's not a really. There's actually way more interior linemen. As I'm just scrolling well, dude, down. There's some serious interior linemen. Yeah. I've looked at that. I've scouted that out. Matabuike's in there. Christian Wilkins is in there. Um, one or two more that I can't think of that are that are in that mix. Um, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Uh, speaking of Bobby Slowick, you brought up Bobby Slowick with respect to C.J. Stroud. There is one job in which Bobby Slowick is the favorite to land the job. Speaking of division foes, there's one, two, three, four. There's five others where he's in the top three to land a job. Which oh, do we think would be the best fit for Bobby Slowick, or is the best fit coming back to Houston? We'll tell you which one he is the odds-on favorite for next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 